Afterwards, I'm here with Kelsey. Am I going to say your na- last name wrong? Daraga? Dara? That was beautiful. Dara? I wish it was that Dara. exotic. It's Dara. Yeah. Dara. Like Sarah. Very, Dara. Very. Okay. Kelsey Dara, who I love and I've known for a really long time and she's super funny. She's like, if you sure you've seen her on like Buzz, you did the BuzzFeed yeah. stuff for so long and you did Girl Code too, didn't you? No, you no, didn't do Girl Code? I got booked for it, and then I didn't end up doing it. Oh, okay. I, I think thought I you were on Girl like Code for something. Some and you're so funny, <laughs> and I follow you on Twitter, and I'm like, I could have you. sworn you were on that. But we also did Jimmy Tatro sketches together. That's dead. how I So know, much yeah. fun. Well, I know. I know you from Vine days, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I went to day. school with Batch, actually. Oh, my God. And so I was in a fuck ton of his videos, but I've had jaw surgery since, and like a ass load of Botox so I don't look the same dead I don't look the same either thank god thank god jawline oh thank you I actually had TMJ surgery as well (gasps) wait what yeah when I was 16 they my jaw used to be actually used to be like very Kira Knightley like I had my bottom when they straightened my bottom teeth they were in front of my top teeth like a bulldog so you had the reduction this is a reduction which is crazy (laughs) they did a really good job they broke my jaw on the inside and all my like inside facial bones when i was 16 pulled my jaw back but i don't think they did enough Brittany, i did not know this happened yeah i've had three you've had it three times because they fucked up once i've done some videos about it because i have chronic pain i don't know if did you walk away having a better life from it yeah my my i have no pain i have nothing like you know they actually said afterwards like they were like we just did it very mild you know they didn't go crazy but i did have my jaw wired shut for a year shut so do you have uh titanium yeah in my jaw same yeah right isn't that kind of nuts we're like this is mind-blowing because i never get to meet someone else who's been through that that's had a positive experience how long were you swollen because i feel like i was swollen for three years years (laughs) i'm still coming out of it i'm like your face looks great well my last one that i had the last big one was in 2015 oh wow so i just started at buzzfeed so it's kind of funny if you (laughs) watch my hey guys i'm live chip chipmunk (laughs) chipmunks now hosting i'm like fucking eating like painkillers under the table having my first like big girl job and how could you talk because your jaw was wired shut too right so i didn't get wired oh, that time okay. mine was a um a break and then they sawed off like the top up here and like reconnected it up here and then i have a fossa implant it's a whole fucking thing are you in pain right now all the time all oh. the time i have chronic pain from it because he fucked up the nerve right here the trigeminal nerve i don't know if you like know the anatomy of your insides but Whatever. Who cares? That's not what I'm excited about. Ouch. I'm just excited that someone else has had the... Do you want to get down with No. No, okay. he's chilling. I love him. Um, I just can't believe someone else has had the experience of jaw surgery. It's traumatizing. It's fucked up. But you look hot. Like, Thanks, girl. That's I what mean, I say is I'm like... I love you. I know if you I had to do too. it again, I'd fucking do it again because I was a little oogly before. I was oogly. I was very oogly. And, you know, it's, it's crazy because I actually had it and then, like... I had it and came out here and then everyone on like I was on Vine and like my jaw looked really big because I didn't have like any lip injections yet and I didn't have mm, any Botox balance. and I didn't have any filler. So I went and got filler and Botox after like I got tons of mean comments on Vine. People being like, you look 40. And I was like 27. Ew. And then I was like, ew, should I like go see someone? And so I went to like this lady in Hollywood and she was really good. She did like a lot of celebrities and she's very like subtle. Mm. And then she just gave my face balance. And then everyone was like, you got plastic surgery. And I'm like, bitch, I have way too much anxiety to get put under. No. I would not get surgery. Like, I literally injected everything, but I didn't get surgery. I think you look fantastic. I was literally telling my friend earlier because I was, I love you. I was going to, I was like, oh, I'm coming here. And this is the chick. And he's like, oh, I know. She's so pretty. Her jawline. Like, you keep it high and tight, honey. I do. I try. You are proof that money can buy. Good. Facts. Facts. Good. You're not ugly. You're just broke. Good Botox. I mean, it's. Listen. I love you. You look amazing too. Thanks. It's I, like we're feel, we're going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> listen, and as things age, I don't know if you've heard of because we 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 both did the Amen Center, which I want to talk about. Yes. Or or whatever. Yes. But have you heard of telomere testing? 
Actually, yes, because yeah. my girlfriend um, takes like a telomere support. So like telomeres are basically like the genes that like help you live or help you stay young looking, it's right? It's like the tail of your chromosome. Right. And as you get older, it shortens. Mm-hmm. And so my friend takes this medication. It's a medication. I forget what it's called. It's really a supplement. It, right? A supplement. Yeah. And it lengthens your telomeres. So she looks amazing. Benjamin Buttoning. Right. And it's only getting like more research put into it because the person who discovered it won a Nobel Peace Prize and it was supposed to be this big thing. But then the beauty industry got a hold of it. Yeah. Like, oh, we can reverse aging. And yeah. now it's become, unfortunately, more like a Botoxy thing. Than Do you like, take it? Anything? No, I got my telomeres tested. And this is what this is like kind of why I got sober a year ago is because okay. it tells you how old your body thinks you are. Based on so many factors. I'm terrified. Like partying, diet, genetics. Like it it can be a million things. So I was 27 Mm -hmm. when I got it done. And my body thought I was almost 40. And the doctor like on camera was like, you should really quit drinking. I was like, nah, okay. Taking a shot under the table. And then after the camera was stopped rolling, he was like, I'm serious. Like you should really quit drinking or your body is going to keep. D- doing aging this. really fast yeah and so oh you want mommy your mommy yeah he, he's like this lady doesn't have enough warmth on her pussy it's cold <laughs> yeah. over here. you're so skinny she, he's oh, like please. i'm not used to saying on bones yeah, <laughs> yeah right he's um, like this fat coochie no um so wait so where do you go to get your telomeres tested so that's the thing is i think now you have to really do your research because the botox people have gotten their hands on it mm-hmm. i think you can go to more sciencey places but Everyone promotes it like it's Botox now. Oh, like, weird. Get your telomeres tested, and then we're going to prescribe you a bunch of supplements to help oh. you not age. Mm. And I'm into it, but I think you have to be careful. I think you have to be careful. I'm who. scared. Obviously, Kelsey and I both connect, and we both have really bad anxiety. That's mm-hmm. like kind of like why she ended up coming here Yay. today. Because <laughs> um, she has horrible... I saw you wrote a book. We're going to talk about everything. Mm. You wrote a, a, a workbook on panic attacks, mm-hmm. which I, I love. I'm was, so excited you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Always. Like, it's like my <laughs> life. My husband's like, can you not Can talk you shut about the fuck it? Like, I'm constantly panicking. It's your personality now. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but it is because I like, it's what I live. And then some people were like, you give it too much attention. I'm like, well, it's there all the time and uh, it makes me feel better to talk about it. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but Amen. yeah, so um, the thing is I get nervous with taking supplements to you. I get nervous with taking new medications. Mm-hmm. I get nervous with trying things because of the anxiety. Yeah. There was a period where I was switching medications every like four weeks. Oh my God. Trying- that makes you feel fucked up, right? Fucking crazy. Like crazy. And they, they throw the medication at you without adding like the supplemental emotional support i hate that yeah they're like here try this talk to you in four weeks you're like what about everything i'm gonna be feeling yeah and i'm like by the way do you remember my name yeah like am i just a fucking client to you at this point and so it really took a long time for me to find people that i connected with on a level where i really believed they gave a fuck yeah and you know talking about the Amon Center, the Amon Center was a place that was recommended to me by a friend whose sister had had a lot of success with it. It's known in the industry as sort of like the new wave of brain testing. Yeah. Where this guy, Dr. Whatever Amon, scans your brain and based on like the shapes and colors and synapses of your brain, they can tell a lot about you. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily that they can say like you've experienced this but Mm -hmm. compared to all the brains we've studied we find Mm -hmm. we find that if you have this little dimple in your head you will experience this yeah Yeah. so it's not necessarily diagnosing you so much as it's like holding a mirror up to you and being like here's what your brain looks like here's what we think take your supplements right this will help so with the aiming center i did feel i did find more trust in taking supplements okay because like we were joking earlier that like i think asian people can live outlive us all Mm -hmm. just based on like their eastern and ayurvedic um techniques and Mm -hmm. and like the history of time they've they've really looked at more like naturopathic shit and Mm -hmm. i fuck with that Mm -hmm. hard Mm -hmm. because i've tried all the western shit and it made me fucking suicidal and not okay not that I'm anti-medication, do it works for you, boo. Yeah. Um, but 
I'm curious how your experience was with the Amen Center. Well, I'm going through it right now. Like, um, I just had my brain scanned. Mm. I went and talked to Dr. Amen Morgan, and he hasn't shared, like, I went and talked to him, and I'm going to post a video on it. But, like, basically, like, you know, I had the the trauma diamond that they say people that yep. have PTSD have that, that have yep. been through stressful situations. I had the ADHD hole in the front, Ooh. you know, like I had a lot of, and then like apparently like where my vagus nerve is was like very concave, which Ooh. means like, it's like not really functioning well. Yeah. Um, so Do yeah. Do they think supplements can bring that back? I mean, he was like, you know, he gave me some supplements, but he didn't really like push a lot of supplements. He, I, I think that, he thinks the most beneficial thing for me is going to be EMDR therapy, amazing. which is, I heard um, amazing. So he actually me. set me up with an EMDR therapist and then also to try to fix the like uh, concave part of my brain, I have to do like hyperbaric oxygen treatment to oh, like help shit. heal, heal the brain. That sounds fun. Yeah. So he wasn't like pushing like anything on me and like very like, you know, obviously told me, you know, um, that you know, trauma obviously manifests in so many different ways and like physically and you can go through something as a child or have a lot of trauma when you're younger and then it just kind of programs you for that as you get older. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I told him like for years I was doing fine and then all of a sudden like I get married and like I all of a sudden I'm having trauma and I'm like, (laughs) why am I having trauma? Like what's reminding me of my childhood here, you know, or what's what's not or what's just happening that – and you're like, what the fuck? Because I'm happy and I yeah. love this and I love this person. But I do. I think the hard, yeah, like- my body just freaks out. I think the hard thing is, is like when you're married, um, when your partner doesn't really understand what you're mm-hmm. going through and like big time, they're kind of just like, well, just chill out. And you're like, well, like yeah. I'd love that <laughs> for me. If it was that easy, <laughs> don't you think I would have bought the thing yeah. that does that or develop like an unhealthy addiction to my Ativan, which I did do. Oh, I, no. I went through a, a relationship where the guy didn't get it and like didn't want to get it. Yeah, I'm kind of. And yeah. I like the partner I'm with now doesn't get it, but wants to get it. Which and is, is helpful like, and loving. Is the biggest difference yeah. in the fucking world. And when I was in that relationship where he didn't want to do it and didn't fucking get it, I would turn to my Ativan, which is a benzodiazepine, which is like the not they're out. addictive. Yeah. yeah. And they're really small. And the type that I was taking was like a quick half-life. So it went in my body, went out. And there was a point when our relationship was falling apart that in the morning I would just kind of like reach in and even like, if you didn't need it. Didn't know how many it was and was just kind of like and would chew them like sweet tarts. And I was like when did this happen? How did you stay awake during the day? That's how high my panic was. Was like oh, I was just made you regular in a state of just like uh, like shaking and yeah. like fucked up all day. Heart and rate so, so high. Yeah, blood pressure. I went to an in or excuse me, I went to an outpatient program where like I would go during the day and I would stay there all day and then I'd get to sleep at my house which mm-hmm. feels like some weird fucked up mental health college mm-hmm. and there was times where I was like sneaking coke and Ativan into the outpatient center you and would, I would do like, coke yeah because I would need to stay awake and then I would so you were taking up or downers all around all around yeah, I was having like you. the time of my life not <laughs> right, right, right. Like, and so I was like telling my therapist this and he was like all right we got let's go outside so I was like, okay. So we went outside. We're like on Wilshire Boulevard and we go across the street to the gas station and we buy a carton of cigarettes and we just kind of like sit on the curb, like chain smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're going to kill yourself accidentally. Like if you don't go check yourself into rehab like today. And I was like, I don't have a pill problem. He's like, I know you have like a very bad like mental health problem mm-hmm. and you need to go detox. And I was like, all right. And he's like, this carton of cigarettes is for you. Like, this is going to be gold when you go to rehab. Like, people will trade this for anything. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, thanks, man. And so that night, like, literally a black SUV came and picked me up and, like, took me to some ritzy fucking cliffside mental health center. There is a mental health center out here? It's a dual diagnosis center. Is it good? mm, I would not go back. I was hospitalized when I was 16. It was the worst experience of my life. So I was just wondering. Yeah. Oh Were you God. in a state hospital? Like a people throwing their shit against the wall? Kind? That's, not really. that's not helpful either. It made me worse. It actually made me so much worse. But so that's what I was wondering. Like, I feel like the sad thing is there's not like Mm-mm. a place for mental health Mm-mm. help. Mm-mm. Like to stay where nope. people need to stay and actually like. Yeah. 
try different medications and be cared for every monitored. day, monitored and talk about their symptoms and how they're feeling mm. and someone to guide them through and say like, is this normal? Yep. Yes, that's normal. Like that'll go through. And like, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm not feeling good. And, like stay there until you find what works. Like yeah. there really needs to be something like that. They, they group it so heavily with drug, drug and alcohol yeah, and that, that that overshadows it. Yeah. And you're like, what is sure yeah. addiction is a disease. And like, yeah, people need to figure that out. But the, the people who are just dealing with their brain brain need a place fighting themselves yeah. and like that's kind of what we're dealing with in the world right now that we see with all like the racial injustice where we're sending cops to mental health crisis situations and like you and I are lucky we live in nice areas we are white very white presenting and looking mm -hmm. where someone would go like oh they're having a mental health crisis other people don't get that treatment and they don't get the education to even know what's happening to them. Yeah. And I feel like there is this huge fucking gap of like mental health privilege that, you know, I feel like I found a purpose in my life in closing that and figuring out a way to say like, we all should be taught somewhere along our life's journey, whether it be in your fucking public school or on like Sesame Street, I don't give a fuck, mm -hmm. that we learn how to identify and recognize and not fucking over medicate everything. It's like, what is at the core of what's going on? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a chemical imbalance. Yeah. There's this, but you talk about like your trauma. It's like, how do we get to the root of that trauma without creating a fucking bomb? Mm -hmm. Right. And what like, is, what is your trigger? Like, what is, what do you find to be most triggering? Isn't well travel. We talked about travel. I have a yeah. whole section in my book about airplanes, like claustrophobia, agoraphobia, fucking hate leaving my house period hate it hate it and i try to put on like a strong face for my husband because he's like mr tour of the world and like <sighs> he's like we get back from a vacation and he's like let's plan another trip and i'm like i hate this like do you hate the act of travel or you actually hate just being away from home i hate the act yeah. of travel i hate getting on a plane because i'm like in my head my brain goes i'm very scared of death so everything's Oof. revolved around death what I are you afraid of death i don't want to die what because i don't want my you? brain to stop like, I'm scared of it, even though my brain sucks. Can like I tell I'm you something that cured my fear of death? What? I used to be the exact same way. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't even talk about it without having a panic attack. Yeah. It was someone who I'm not going to say who because he got, like, me too, so I'm not going to say it. But it was someone, it was Chris Hardwork, whatever. <laughs> he said, uh, death, you have to think about it as the same way of before you were born. Oh, I have heard that Like, before. you don't have any consciousness. Yeah. You don't know. But I don't want to not have a consciousness. But so doesn't just, like, that think? make, like now more precious it makes it so precious so that's what makes me even more upset because <laughs> you're like, I'm I'm like i don't want to lose it like i don't want to lose it i'm touching my babies and mm -hmm. eating and living and like, mm -hmm. like i love life so much yeah. like i'm totally opposite of someone who like is suicidal you right know? you're like, like overly not forever. suicidal exactly <laughs> never want it to end i think it's the greatest thing yeah do you um, not think there's anything else outside of death i worry beyond? i worry I think there is stuff, but I don't know because I don't know for sure. And lack of control. And lack of control spirals. and lack of knowing for sure. Like, you know, my brain's like, you don't know. <laughs> could be blackness. Could be darkness forever. It could just be you staring into black. Yeah, it could be you screen. trapped in your coffin awake for the rest of oh, your hell life. Hell no, bitch. You are, I, you are putting me to ashes the moment my heart stops. Ashes, burn me. What if you you're conscious? But what if you find, what if we figure out like in a hundred years, a hundred thousand years or so that our brain our soul is actually still very present but we're unable to move our physical body and so your soul goes through all that i would like to be burned spread <laughs> my soul into a thousand little pieces of seeds and grow me into a fucking tree out and give that's good we are the thing that freaks me out is when people talk about like metaphysical shit like we are all one like i am you i am this table like we are everything we all are stardust and i'm like I feel claustrophobic. Yeah, I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, out of control. I feel too I mean, like, existential. I don't know. I have so many ideas and I just don't know. I mean, no one knows. I have so many thoughts and they change yeah. all the time. Sometimes yeah. I feel like, I do feel sometimes like, oh, well, we're all energy and you mm -hmm. can't really kill energy. You can't destroy it. Right. It just changes form. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe like we all just turn into like a, like Big a, ball ball of fucking of, energy. Like who knows? Orgy, or we yeah. just go back into like, yeah, the stars or who fucking knows wherever we came from. But you're afraid know. of... I'm of afraid of not existing. Exactly. That's what it is. And so I get really scared. And then, like, the process of dying, like, I get scared. Like, what's that going to be like? And so all these thoughts are ramming through my head when I'm getting on a plane or when I'm Ugh. getting on anywhere where there's a potential idea that yeah. you could die a painful death. Right. 
And my husband's just like, oh, they're on some trees. Like he's like very like unaffected and unscared. Does he not want to like read shit or listen to podcasts or like there's no resources for him? No, to- I send him stuff all the time and he kind of just is like, I mean, he just doesn't get it. Like he's- It got- comes from a place of- Fear, I think it's total fear. I'm f- afraid. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, and then so that makes me. No, feel- I think he's afraid. Oh, he's afraid. He, I think he he doesn't like that you're hurting, and if he can't fix it with like money or appointments or something, like yeah. that makes him probably feel hella inadequate. Yeah, he no, he feels very like powerless. He has yes. said that, and so he kind of just gives up. He's like, okay, I'm like, I'm having a panic attack. Like yeah. I need to have, like I need a hug or love, and he's like, I'm gonna go to bed, and I'm like, oh, but I need a hug. Like, please. Do help you guys me. do like your um love language? Yeah, we're very different. That's another mm. thing. Like he's acts of service, and mm. I'm like physical touch. So mm. that's like a big difference. Dang. Like I, I need a hug. Like I need mm-hmm. support and love. And then like y'all do like, couples therapy. He's like, good job. <laughs> um, we do. Yeah, yeah, it's important, and it really, you know, it's really helpful. But you know, when you are two very different people, like I'm a worry about everything, and he worries yeah. about nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like just two very different. You know what it is too, like. I write, I write a little bit about, I don't keep meaning to be like my, in my book, but like, no, I'd love I, to talk about it. It was like traumatic to write because I had to go through every like worst first. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're going to get to yeah. that guys. Yeah. But like the idea of support is crucial. It's crucial. And vital. And makes you, and that makes me feel safe when I know I'm genuinely cared about. Mm-hmm. That would make me feel safe. But no person can make you feel no you sound like my therapist you're supposed to feel feel safe in your own but like yeah but i'm like what the fuck my body's against me every day like i don't feel safe in my body but it's like a daily fucking scheduled in my calendar practice to go into those feelings that i fear the most inside of my body like i'm agoraphobic okay you know what i'm so fucking sick of being agoraphobic i get mad and that's not helpful Mm -hmm. okay i get sad that's not helpful i get fearful okay that's not helpful let me try some motherfucking self-compassion and go like oh you're really scared Mm -hmm. that must be fucking bad for you like i have to become my own support and say like little kelsey would want her fucking hand to be held. Yeah. And like, if your husband can't give you that, if my partner can't give me that, like my purpose on this earth is always going to be fearful if I cannot hold my own hand. I know. I'm really like, I'm learn, trying you're to learn how to, to do that. Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to bitch. hold my own <laughs> Dead. I'm trying it's to hard. learn to hold my yeah. own hand. I really am like, you know, like I said, we just got back from Mexico and the last night I had a horrible panic attack. Oh, in the it was of the last night? night? Yeah, it was and you're today before. like this. Well, I'm like barely. Bitch, you alive. got a fake nipple piercing shirt. I know, on. dead. I slept till twelve p.m., okay. so I got the rest. Um, yeah. but you're crushing it. And I love you. No, um, like dead. At, like, well, you should really Clonopin recognize. You. No, but like, don't don't deflect the don't deflect the yeah. like holy I know, shit. It's so exhausting. It really does that take it you out are you. able to be here right now after experience. I didn't realize it was last night, bitch. Don't you get to the point though when you've had so many that you're, you're just over it. so you're mad about used it. Used to it. You're, you're so like mad about living it. in a constant state of exhaustion or hyper panic. And I you mean, just know you're like, okay, I've got to sleep in till 12 tomorrow. Exactly. And then like, I'll be okay. And I'll take this Xanax. It's like, you're yeah, over it. You're fucking over the method you have. It sucks. And like, I have CBD, which really helps me during mm-hmm. the day. So mm-hmm. I don't have to like take, you know, benzos. And then mm-hmm. like, if it's really bad, like it was, I take a, a clonopin and that helps, but fuck, it's just like, yeah. Learning to hold your own hand. Like yeah. the and, hardest thing ever. And being kind to being over it. Like it must be so frustrating. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And like saying that to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. like, if you saw your husband in pain in a way, like I know what's your sign. Virgo, oh, so compassionate, so much, so like loving, but it's impossible to like inward that energy no. and say like, it's like you don't deserve it. Yeah. For like a million reasons. <laughs> but that's the, what I joke, like saying like you're a boss bitch, but it's because like the reason why we're successful and here and funny and like functioning is yeah. because we're like kind of a cunt to ourselves Yeah, and it gets us here. Yeah. And so when we falter, I'm making air quotes. I have a panic attack. We're like, you dumb bitch. Just be fucking normal. Why can't you just be on a fucking plane like a normal? You're in a, you're in Mexico. Be grateful, you cunt. Like, this is my self talk. Yeah. You yeah. just were my self talk right yeah. now. That's it, hilarious. It's every day yeah. that I have to actively go, thank you, brain, for that. That was 
exhausting. <laughs> that was a lot. The truth. But like, here is fact. Like, yeah. I am struggling and it's annoying and I'm frustrated and I fucking hate it. Uh-huh. And here's how I'm going to be kind to myself today. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like big dramatic swings, like crystals and oming your fucking titties off, but something to just shut that voice up a little bit. Yeah. The writing helps, right? Like writing Mm. it down, getting it on paper. Hell yeah. Do that. And then what's the name of your book? Oh my God. It's called don't fucking panic. Perfect. (laughs) The shit they don't tell you in therapy about anxiety disorder, panic attacks and depression. And where can we get it? Um, well, Anywhere? when does this come out? This is next week. Oh, shit. So I think the actual release date of it is in 28 days or something. Oh, my God. But it's for pre-order on Thought Catalog because they okay. they make you do a bunch of pre-orders. Go to Thought Catalog, guys, and pre-order. Yeah. Don't fucking panic if you but struggle with this. But it'll be out for the holidays. Yeah, it's a great gift. It, Give oh, someone the fucking gift of relatability, I'm right? I'm telling <laughs> you. Like, the, the point was is, like, it's not written by a doctor. Yeah, it's written by someone that actually experiences yeah. it. So it's like, sure, here's, like, your parasympathetic nervous system and your fucking vagus nerve. Also, how do I deal with my anxiety shits? Mm-hmm. Like, I, my body liquefies after I have a panic attack. Absolutely. What am I supposed to do if I don't have a bathroom? Like, there were so many experiences where I'm just like, nobody told me this about the panic part. Those are so real. You know, everyone always asks me, they're like, what's your workout routine? How do you stay in good shape? And I'm like, <laughs> I shit my I fucking down. literally, it's called, have you heard the term scared shitless? Well, that's what happens when you have a panic attack. <laughs> me, I feel you so Doesn't hard, that suck? Dude. You literally become scared shitless. You're like, and it's just everything you just ate. Just Your body betrays you. It's horrible. I feel like, you so hard. I just don't hard. want to be scared anymore. It sucks. I just want to, it's annoying. So I'm at the point where I'm over it, but. Yeah, man. But you're, you're also doing it. Like you're doing it. You're literally doing a podcast. You're a dog mom, you're a wife. Like you have makeup on. Like you're <laughs> doing it I push still. myself so hard every day. And like, I, I am, I am doing the work. I'm doing therapy. I'm like very active with like, you know, trying my medication, doing my medication mm-hmm. and everything. Meditate, you know praying every night doing writing mm. writing it down like mm. i am very proactive with it but it's like you know we are who we are and you feel like you're trying everything yeah and nothing is fucking working <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'm just always a simmering <sighs> it's like you're simmering in constant like yep. you know I'm, just about to boil over that, I, when's it gonna yep. happen <laughs> i write about that like my alter ego is riley it, she's like a name my friends gave me when i was like a raging alcoholic but like it feels like riley is right under the surface all the time and riley is going to jump out and fucking take all our clothes off run in the middle of the street start yelling fucking crazy i know racist conspiracy theories <laughs> oh someone's God. gonna like post it on social media and i'm gonna end up in a mental hospital on drugs and like brain goop forever and that is like an intrusive thought that i have every single day horrible i have intrusive thoughts like that too i have intrusive <sighs> thoughts that like sometimes because my brain is so overactive um, and that's what they even showed me in the Amen Clinic. They're like, your mm. brain is lit up like a Christmas tree. Like it's like functioning in parts that shouldn't be functioning. Like, They're like this part's supposed to be black. Yeah, you're thinking way uh, too much. Highlighting. Like, it's people a use, People are supposed to use like 3% of their brain. I use like 300%. Oh, no. no, but like, you know, I have that fear. And I think a yeah. lot of people with anxiety have that fear of going, going crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's constant. I think that mm. that's like, the constant fear, but I think because we're so aware of it, yep. we won't ever get there. That's exactly what it means. It's like yeah. you have the thought. Mm-hmm. You are not the thought. Exactly. Your and first thought is your worst thought. The thing that matters is your second thought. Oh God. I like that. I'm telling you dog, you start to separate your thoughts into like, Oh, that was just my monkey brain. Like my, right. my inherited brain is doing that. But what am I actually going to do? Right. And it, and like, what is actually true? And it really is about like kind of in that moment writing out fact from feeling. Like, yeah. And that's so true. Dr. Amen actually did say that to me. He was like, because a lot of them, everything is fear-based for me. So he was oh, like, yeah. when you are af- afraid, you know, and this goes for anyone, when you're afraid, pull out a, a journal. I mean, if you're not in the middle of a panic attack, you obviously <laughs> know that that's impossible. Yeah. But if you're not at the full panic point, pull out a journal, write down what you're afraid right. of, and then ask yourself, is it true? And, and like, is it uh, for sure true? This is another like revolution I had about yeah. writing is like, wh- if it is true, I call it the if thens, the then what? Yeah, then it's what? It's like, if this happens, yeah. then what? Like, if you do take all your clothes off and run out onto the, the beach in Mexico and start like, 
drooling, then what? Like, yeah. then your husband will get you and like set you down, call a doctor, you will take a medication and you will figure it out. Yeah. Like, or we, my husband will just film it and put it on YouTube and be like, wow, this bitch is crazy. Like, I knew this was coming. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, we, us as anxious and like panicky thinkers, yeah. always go to like, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Mm, and we never talk about like, if. we never talk about the then what? It's like, yeah. then what? Okay, then I fly home. Yeah. Like, if my vacation goes so horribly, like, then I fucking fly home early. Yeah. Then what? Then I come home and I take my Xanax and I start over yeah. and I try next time. It's like, everything is so high stakes everything everything my husband calls me wcs worst case scenario because i think about the worst thing that could ever you know what bitch that got you here yeah i'm like i got you to survive and then i read something about people with anxiety they're like they're less likely to die early they're less likely to be in car crashes or plane crashes or whatever because we're so doomsday prepper think everything through Mm mm-hmm Plan A, plan B, plan like, C. Like, fuck, I think everything through before it even happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Lists, Google, Excel spreadsheets. Like, I've got my day is planned to a T. We talked about this yeah. before we started. It's like, free time gives me anxiety. High anxiety to the point where I'm yeah. like, I'm not living up to my fullest potential. Other yeah. people are getting ahead of me. And I have to be like, oh, yeah, I am me. Yeah. That's it. Like, exactly. Just That's it. all you can do. And I hate that it's so woo-woo. Like, the answer is always so fucking woo-woo. Yeah, it's so woo-woo. But it's true. And, <sighs> and like, I'm, the other I'm, thing I'm, is, is, like, no one, this is what I love, too. No one can ever do what you do as you do. Motherfucking preach. They can't. As much as people can, like, imitate you or try to be you, they won't ever be able to be Kelsey. Or Brittany, or Brittany. Like, the, like or you, Tiffany, or whoever's watching. John. John. You will all John. You'll be able to, no one can do you yeah. the way you do you, mm-hmm. okay? Like, you are, it's, I hate it. It's like, you are here for a motherfucking reason. Yeah. yeah. No matter what you do, what you mean to people, like, your existence is a miracle, and it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid to be like, but, but we're part of a bigger puzzle and we don't know what that is until we get we're not here anymore and then we panic and spiral yeah. into what the That's fuck the happens when we die what is our we're purpose part of the puzzle and I, <laughs> fucking tell me now wiki you're gonna scare this boy <laughs> fuck. wiki looks like he just did a line like, all the time poor wiki actually it's so you're funny here. i had a pet psychic on last week and they were like wiki is like so connected to me like he's so and they t- tell. and the dogs told the pet psychic that i think too much and it's <gasps> them out. My pet psychic told me that my cat doesn't like it when I call him a big fat cat. I was like, I this is I'd my like big fat cat, Leo. And she was like, oh, 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 no. He just, he, he said, you say that all the time. I'm like, yeah, I say it every day. And she's like, he does not like that. So I had to like stop fat shaming my he's like, fat cat. Um, he's like, it's 2020. Can we do body positivity here? Like, hello. And you know what? He's a big bitch and i love it he's a big bad bitch he's a big bad bitch. i love it okay guys we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with kelsey dara dara yeah you added on to it first <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by angie angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well let me tell you there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you you watch them do it the right way and you go thank god i didn't try to do that myself i have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. 
Okay, guys, we are back. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this episode, relating, feeling more comforted that you're not the only one who's a fucking psychopath. Mm -hmm. Or you've taken like a Xanax and you're like chilling on this journey with <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> on this journey. Um, So Kelsey's going to tell me a worst and she's mm. going to tell me her worst panic attack that oh, you can man. remember. God. Because we've had, I'm sure you had so many. That's what I'm saying is like, there's so They're many. They're all the worst. They're all the worst, mm -hmm. and I would never wish it upon like anyone. Your worst enemy, Osama bin Laden. Although I do kind of wish my husband would have one, just, so, just he so he knows what I go through because he's so like. Dismissive. But then you're also like, I would never want someone to know what that feels like because once you know, you can't unknow. No, you then you're scared forever of having one again. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. There's been so many like. There's been times where I've almost landed in an airplane. So I'll talk about the one that I, I mentioned in my book. What I realized was I had a very clear image of what I thought my first panic attack was. Like it was 17. I was on an airplane. I was with my family coming back from a vacation and it like came out of nowhere, which they always tend to do. And then when I was writing and I had to go through, <laughs> I had to go through like how it started. I recognized that I was having panic attacks when I was like a child yeah, and I called my parents. I was like, you guys, what the fuck? Remember that time you took me to a hospital because I thought I couldn't swallow yeah, and no one said anything. Mm -hmm. And after they gave me Valium, I was perfectly fine and couldn't find anything wrong with me. And they said I was just being dramatic and attention seeking. What the fuck you guys? And I my parents my are like, take me to the emergency room. How many, like, At like eight. the amount of times yeah. I have been to the emergency room. And I'm lucky that my parents were like, you know what? I'd rather be safe than sorry. Let's go. Mm -hmm. They didn't never diminish me. But there were times like the very first time I got high mm, when I was a teenager. Yeah. Bitch. The worst. Because you already, it's like you already disassociate having anxiety yep. and then being high is like disassociating on a whole nother and level. And I had no idea that like for. you could transform your <laughs> body and soul into a feeling. And so I was with my girlfriends. We were outside at my friend's house who lived with her aunt and her aunt was really cool so we could like do bad things and so we're like outside on the patio and we're like we should practice smoking so that when we're with like the football players that we don't like spit too much on the blunt or like we can practice rolling like I was a drug dealer in high school so I was like very good at weed <laughs> weed things but before like the very first time I tried I remember like hitting it hitting it and then like someone asked me what time it was and I looked down and it had only it had been three minutes that had gone by and time was so slow. It was the first time I recognized time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like so scary. A pillar and that freaked me out so bad. I like stood up and we talk about fight or flight and there's like other ones like fawn or freeze. Mm -hmm. I flighted. Mm -hmm. Like I stood up and I ran and I was trying to get back in the house and all the doors were locked and my friends were laughing so hard because they were high that one of them peed their pants. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? Finally get inside. I run into her aunt's bedroom. I tell her what's going on. I can't explain what I'm thinking or feeling. She makes me a California pizza kitchen pizza, sits in the kitchen with me until like five in the morning and this is like a school night and I, I like don't sleep until I basically come huh. out of the high yeah and I'm high or what I think is high but I think it really was a state of dissociation for yeah. three motherfucking days yeah and I was like oh that was a panic attack yeah it was not the time I was on a plane and panicked and stood up and the flight attendant was like you need to sit down and I was like I'm not sitting down she was like you need to sit the fuck down and I ran to the back of the plane my mom meets me in the back of the plane I'm screaming that I feel stuck. I need to breathe. I can't yeah, breathe. Yeah. They're like, do you need a doctor? We're, we're going to land the plane. And my mom was like, do not land the plane. Give me three bottles of vodka. And they were like, how old is she? And she was like, give me three <laughs> bottles of vodka. And so they gave my mom three bottles of vodka. And I shoot three bottles of vodka in the back of a plane when I was 17 years old. And they didn't land the plane. And I was drunk. And you were fine. I was okay. And did you, did you not have Valium or anything then? Not then. Nothing. My mom had it because she's a white lady in a mm. suburban neighborhood. She wouldn't give it to you? She didn't have it on her uh, on an airplane. Oh. So she was like, drink this vodka. And I think that was the first time that I was like, oh, I can drink to calm this feeling. And it's a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. Oh, my fucking Band-Aid on a bullet wound. And then the ne and then it makes you worse over time. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I hate alcohol. Ugh, anything. Any I didn't know you anymore. didn't drink. No, or, I can't. Or drugs? No, I Not like back when I was younger, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, man, I was on the upper downer train like you. I was I was and prescribed Adderall during mm -hmm. the day. And then a high dose of Effexor at night. And 
I was on the eat or eat or all day, yeah. you know, and, and I did that for years. Your personality then, is already like that. Yeah. You don't need to amplify and decrease. I was a psycho on Adderall. People were like, oh my God. Like I was like, I was the fucking Tasmanian devil. Was this the Vine days? No, this was before Vine. Actually, Vine, it's crazy. Like I had gotten off of all my antidepressants oh, and it was completely nothing and no, no medication for an entire year and I was oh, I couldn't wow. leave my house and oh. so like my boyfriend at the time had gotten me an iPhone so I started making the videos in my house mm. and people were like these are so funny and then like agents <laughs> were like we want to meet you and I was like uh, I can't do that I like can I can't and then my manager was like you have to go <gasps> it's like all these big agencies want to meet you and so then I got back on my effectser and I remember it just took a while for it to like kick back in but then I was able to like go meet them but still obviously have like anxiety right. you know but but it, it's enough to get me to out of the house so yeah. i'm just like okay at least there's that you know and it's like we think of our our lives in periods of medications we were on yeah it was like oh yeah that was effector or like mm-hmm. adderall, adderall or whatever yeah it's yeah. so weird and like i mean i just don't like you know i'm like I'm literally i'm only taking 37.5 milligrams of effector which is like the starting dose it's specific. so small it's literally <laughs> the smallest it's the starting dose 37.5 um and that's it and then i take my cbd during the day and then like clonopin as needed which is like maybe once a week if i have to and is your goal to get off of medication i can't like i've already tried so i'm on the lowest dose and i've already told myself listen like chemicals and you're living your life Mm -hmm. you're functioning you're able to go out and do things even though it's still Mm -hmm. really hard sometimes Mm -hmm. like don't try to push it dog yeah so i'm just like dude just be happy that you're on 37.5 and not try to it's it's like crazy how similar yeah. our experiences yeah. are with yeah. it yeah. and like how upsetting it is yeah. to know that there is not something that someone is just like, oh, bippity bippity boop. I don't get it. And I'm, I'm like, like, how can they not just go in my brain? Like I literally looked into, I, I talked <sighs> to a like a brain guy who, who like does surgery for people that have depression. Oh like they actually do that. Yeah. Mental health like people that are they really depressed <laughs> i don't know if it's lobotomized but they go in there and they like actually like electrify certain parts of your brain oh, that aren't man. functioning anyway i talked to him and i was like is there any way you can like make my amygdala calm down like my fear panic, my fear yeah. guy and they're like well, we can't do that because like it could fuck it fucks it runs many things yeah. in your body and it'll fuck other you're things not up, there you know? like it, it's bad but it i hate just to be like it can always be worse because that sounds like it's minimizing you yeah but like it is you're not a lost cause. No, I don't you know? feel lost cause. And I definitely, I just feel bad for like, and I shouldn't, but I feel bad for my husband because I'm just no, like, No, bitch, you, you know? should feel bad for yourself. I do, but I also just, I'm like, God, like I feel like such a burden sometimes. Of course. Because I'm like. But that person doesn't feel that way. And well, even if they do, <laughs> even if they do, right? Because He dumps me. I'm I like, say well, that well, that's my partner too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bitch, I know you're not thrilled that I, we had yeah. to leave our European vacation eight days early because I'm scared what are you scared of i don't know I i'm just fucking scared i can't explain it i just don't feel right yeah. what that what bitch's trip was x amount of like yeah even if they do feel like you are a burden mm-hmm. there is so much more about you this is so funny what yeah. is he doing he's just he just doesn't know he has dementia so he's like <laughs> confused he's like where am i oh yeah my mom's up wait where yeah. am i dead i know there i like to think that because i'm like yeah. oh i have a great personality but i'm also really scared <laughs> you know like i'm really fun i have a great personality but i'm also but really scared I? yeah yeah i'm like i'm really fun to hang out with in certain places i really don't think you're gonna get better until you forgive yourself for what is happening yeah i do need to be i definitely need to feel i definitely need to forgive myself and i do need to um hold learn to hold my own hand instead of like relying on other people because it, it's only going to get worse the more you feel like someone else, else doesn't my, understand yeah. and is your answer safety net yeah that's my boyfriend my Ugh, boyfriend's it, my grotto gro- yeah and I, like the first time i had to take a trip without him it was an international flight on a month-long European vacation. Were you by yourself? By my motherfucking self. With Who were you going? I was going to do a brand deal, but then it was my birthday. So I was like, I'm going to stay and like do a solo. Like I have to do this for myself. And I had been less than a month sober. And when the plane took off, I stood up <laughs> and I went to the uh, bar. Everyone's like, is she going to sing? <laughs> there's something about me on planes and like getting up in the fucking flight attendants being like, sit the fuck down or we will land this plane. And I'm like, do you promise? <laughs> Please. 
<laughs> and I like went up to the front and the flight attendant was like, you absolutely cannot be here as a gay guy. And he was like, you fucking have to sit down. And I like leaned up against the wall doing like a sitting squat and was like, is this okay? And he's like, no. And You're I'm like, bitch, like, I have all the gossip. Just let me stand here for two seconds, please. And he let, he like let me sit there. Cause at that point it was like, if I went to go, I'd fall over. Yeah. Um, but I, almost broke my sobriety. I'd, I'd been, I decided that I was going to get sober and I'd been sober for less than a month. And I was this close to being like, I need a vodka. Give me the, give me three vodka. Give it to me. And like, I didn't do that. I like sat with the uncomfortability and the panic and it Ugh. sucked dick hole. Do you, could you couldn't take anything? Not even a, a, a clonopin or a Valium, nothing. No. Because when you get sober, you can't be on anything Ay, like that. I still don't think ever my problem was pills. Yeah, it's more just that like- sound, I'm sure people who are sober are like, she's an addict. <laughs> but people say that all the time. I was like 45 Xanax yeah. out of your pocket. I'm like- <laughs> I actually, that happens all the time whenever I use purses. And I find them in the pocket. All in the bottom. Because like, you always bring one just in case. And then you forgot you brought bitch. one just in case. And then there's coat all- pockets, like winter jackets I'm pulling out now. I'm like, there is so many drugs in here. But like making that decision to not was so empowering because you realize that like carrying the clown and carrying the Xanax with you is it's just a safety like, blanket. Yeah, dude. And it's like, I'm going to have to deal with this in another way again, whether it be today, tomorrow, next vacation. And like, that trip, I almost came home like six times. I almost broke my sobriety. You were by yourself for a month. I'm so proud of Dude, you. I could it, it never. Changed my, it changed Girl, my. I could mind. never. You what say what place? That. What place? Well, I I hopped around Europe, so I went to like Portugal. By yourself? Yes, dude. I what f- brand deal was this? Fucking was this like a, a rich guy who was sponsoring <laughs> so, you? So the brand deal was literally like two days in uh, south of France, and they were like, "We're gonna fly you there. You're gonna do the brand deal, and then you're gonna fly back." And I was like. No way, bitch. That's more time on a plane than at the place. Okay. I'm going to stay. And then my birthday was like a week later. So I was like, I'm going to stay and do my birthday by myself. And then I ended up just staying another week because I was having like the time of my goddamn life. By yourself? By my fucking self. The time of your life? The time of my life. Alone? Alone. Like, I'm scared of getting abducted or dying. Of course I am. Bitch, of course I am. I'm in like a heightened state of fear the entire time. But I was like, you know what? It's either being in a heightened state of fear on like the beach of Monaco or I'm depressed in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Wanting Why to Why didn't you have the life. boyfriend come? Because you wanted to do it without he, a security blanket? Yes. And he went to go do, have you ever heard of Vipassana? It's no. a 10 day silent meditation retreat. Oh, is that that one where you can't go with your a couple? You have to go yeah. by yourself? Well, I don't know if it's like nowhere. a rule, but okay. yeah, you, you go alone. It's very much like a monk's journey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to appropriate like the peace sign with my fingers. Just right. now. Um, but like he doesn't have anything that I have, but he definitely wants to know more. Uh-huh. And so he kind of got into his own thing. Like, I don't know if your husband has any of his own like spiritual practice, like meditation or like crystals or fucking, like, I don't care what it is. And no, be fucking jerking off to action figures. I don't know. But like him having his thing and me having my thing was really helpful. Cause again, like the, the more I cohabitated with this person, like the more I feared ever losing them. Aww. And I was like, uh-uh, I got to figure this shit out. I got to be okay on my own. That's so big of you it was that's big girl dude, stuff but like you say <laughs> that's that, big girl stuff <laughs> yeah, i put my big girl panties on you got your big girl panties i don't on. Know, wear panties but like you say but that, i put big girl panties on but like that's it was real something big girl i stuff. never dude exactly how you feel now it was something i never thought i could do ever ever and then i fucking did it and i was like what else am i not doing because i think i can't do it you know i was just thinking like today like I miss my my parents so much. I was like, maybe I'll take like a six hour flight to Philly, and then I was like, by myself? Uh, <laughs> no, like absolutely not. You know, yeah. like I can't do it. Anymore. But it's also like you have COVID. You have like your parents yeah, themselves. There's a lot going on. Six hours yes, of flying. Six hours. You went to fucking Europe, dude. Dog. Fucking all those hours. fuck that i know our trip to mexico was three hours and i felt like it was the longest airplane ride of my life like i was like i have to sleep so that the time goes by faster now i used to take 60 milligrams of valium to get on a plane 60 i would be how did you not die i I, literally five i would well i was taking 10 a day 
just to like function. And then I would chew one in the morning when I'd get up. Valium? Yep. And then I'd chew one when I got to the airport. Then I'd chew one right before I got on. And then I'd probably chew like two or three on the plane so that I would stay. And they never made you as like they wore off your heartbeat faster? Oh, I'm sure. Because that was the worst for me with Valium and yeah. Xanax. No, I, I did Clonopin. I did Ativan. Unfortunately, I think it was like two weeks for me yeah. to I do. think Clonopin's been the best for me just because it like it does come on really slow. Like it doesn't act fast like Xanax. Yeah, it's not cracky. Like <laughs> It's not cracky, but, but it also like as it wears off, your heart doesn't go back up to like. But like know. even that, right? Like to me, I go like, let's get to that part. Like, mm. let's get to the fear of the heart beating fast because that's a huge one with people with panic attacks. Like I even talking about it. I literally it. travel with a blood pressure cuff. I do. I travel with the finger measure. The oximeter? Yes. Oximeter? Yes. Yeah, I have one too. Like, like that's what we have to <laughs> and do. And I have this app that's for old people called Cardio where oh, it takes an EKG. <gasps> And I you have put it sore. on your leg and you, well, you have an Apple watch on too. Oh so yeah. So it watches you, but you put your fingers yep. on it and it takes a five lead EKG. What? Yeah. It's called a cardia and it sends you a report every month. You should. <laughs> Hi. I'm like wow. 85. Yeah. that That's intense. The, there's an app called soar that was invented by a pilot who quit his job as a pilot to work in mental health with people who had a fear of flying. Oh. I know. Right. It's like, what do you want a fucking Oscar or whatever the award for being a good person is, but Nobel Peace Prize. There you go. Just like being a good person. Oprah's a but you put the phone like on the plane and then it measures turbulence and it like shows you a reading of like what is dangerous turbulence and like what your experience and then of course it never even gets close even the worst how does it work up in the air because of movement oh it just works solely on movement doesn't need wi-fi connection Mm -mm. interesting yeah soar soar s-o-a-r yeah it's i think it's like british or something it's probably like two bucks Kiaras, I like that. That sounds helpful. It's like get to the fear of what the heartbeat thing is, because I feel like that for you is a symptom. That's huge. Do you get that? Like, do you worry I about your heartbeat? To. I was a check your check pulse, your pulse yeah, yeah. every five seconds, and doing that was reinforcing the fear. Dude, I went and had every test done. I had my <sighs> microvascular EKG. disease test, EKG. I had um, mm-hmm. I had a uh, fucking, I had. I had everything. Yeah. I had a, a an echo. I had uh, a, a fucking 3D thing on my heart. Like they're like, and you're like, we're gonna find something, and then someone's gonna be like, this fixes that, and then it'll be over. And what I will not, say, they did find that I have a mitral valve prolapse, which is very common in people with anxiety and <laughs> yeah. women. So he said, it's like, but it's not gonna kill me. It's and just, it's also it it can contribute, but yeah. again, like this feeling is a symptom yeah. of your anxiety. Yeah. It is not the truth. And there's so much more. Like, I mean, I actually have, I have PCOS and endometriosis. So I have a lot going on. So they put me on progesterone 10 days a month. And I noticed that when I'm on the progesterone, I have no anxiety. You're leveled out. So why don't you get on birth control like that? So I'm, they're they're working on me being on it full time. But the thing is right now, I'm still not getting my period (gasps) ever. So like, No, like they think because my like with PCOS can trigger like almost early menopause and stuff like that. So like they're trying to figure out like I asked them if I can take the progesterone full time right now because they're like, but they're like not yet because we just want to figure out why your body's not releasing the egg. So like, yeah, it could be stress. Could be a fucking panic disorder, right? But then it's how crazy is it that like taking the progesterone actually made me so calm? It makes sense. You're, it's a chemical imbalance. Yeah, I take Slind, which is new and is a progesterone only pill. It is. Yeah. What's it called? Slind. S L Y N D or something. Do you take it every day? Every day. Yeah. And it is helped so much really helpful i'm like starting to get rid of this adult acne i'm taking like spirolactone oh spironolactone yeah whatever the fuck that's that makes you pee a lot it's also a diuretic because i pee in the middle of the night is it helping you i just started it and it's purely literally like chin hormonal acne so i'm like we're gonna see but going back to like pills and shit i was like to start the birth control again i was like to my gynecologist i was like bitch i cannot yeah be on some shit that is gonna fuck with with my my mood mood. yeah and she was like this is what i mean by like i found doctors who i love actually care yeah she would like email me being like hey haven't heard you in a while like come like talk to me how are you feeling and it reminded me like oh yeah 
maybe that's why I was crying uncontrollably yeah. the other day. Like it, it's it's hard to do it all on your own, man. It it's really fucking hard. Yeah. hard. I do have a fucking... really good doc. I have a really good general practitioner. Shout out to Doctor Amrani, who oh, he lets me email him anytime. Aww. And I and I'll be like, am I dying? He'll be like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> no, except for my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. And yeah. he's just like, it's nice when you yeah. find people that really care. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So you take progesterone all the time, and that helps you. It, well, I don't know that it necessarily like helps. Do you my... feel calmer. Yes, but and. Yes, but and slash. Mm. I think it's because I've also implemented other shit into okay. my life that I have found control in by letting go of control, if that makes Aww, sense. Yeah. Because it's like, that's our biggest problem as successful boss bitch women. Gotta know what's going on all the time. Gotta, gotta be know successful. the outcome. Gotta be successful. Gotta, gotta know the control. outcome. Yeah. Gotta put out content. Gotta like be in the scene. And like with yeah. COVID, I'm sure it's not fucking helping anything. No. But like- letting learning to let go and really focus on myself like my therapist all the time is like okay yeah you and your partner might be like fucking fighting right now things might not be going great or like oh your agent's being a bitch not that they are hi shout out uta i love you please don't drop me yeah um but like she's like don't focus on any of that shit focus on yourself Mm -hmm. let's focus on like you and I'm like no, no no I'm trying to get away from me yeah. I don't like me yeah I don't like my body is betraying me yeah I, I want to get I want to get the fuck yeah. away from me can I be someone else for a day <laughs> yeah and it's like no you by diving into the shit that you fear the most learning and having knowledge and educating yourself about like what is physically happening to mm. you helps me feel like I have more control about it I'm like oh this isn't a panic attack this is like my parasympathetic nervous system like on high my adrenal glands are flush like my and I'm like oh that's what it is and that helps me um, like, I don't know if this is the word, but like perceptualize. <laughs> it's not a word. Concept- conceptualize. <laughs> Understand. Yeah. You break it down. I'm like, oh, my body Medically. thinks I'm in trouble right now. Mm. I can't get mad at my brain for thinking it's in trouble and trying, trying to, to help save me. You. Yeah. Why am I being a dick to myself about it? Like, I should be like, oh, brain. I'm okay. I'm okay. Calm down, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but like calm down, dude, is even like a little mean. Yeah. It's kind of like let it just like I love be. you for love you for trying to protect me. See, look, you're right. better already. I'm trying to work on it. I'm here with <laughs> Dr. Kelsey. Yeah, I love right. you so much. I want to be a social worker or some shit. You should know. be you'd be so good at I it. I might go back it's, to school because I'm just bored. I know, but it's so good. Okay, so your um your book's called Don't Fucking mm-hmm. Panic, right? Buy it. Don't fucking panic. Yeah. And by Kelsey Dara, and that's, that's spelled D A R R A U G H. No, you, but that was re- A-G-H I'm the seriously end. impressed. Yeah, so and that's on Thought Catalog right now. Yeah. If you guys want to pre order it for someone that is struggling, they would greatly appreciate mm-hmm. it. I know I would love You're it. You're getting one, don't worry. Aww, yeah, I already thanks. have the address, though. Yay. On the list. I love <laughs> it. And then and then on your Instagram, what's your Instagram? Oh, this- yeah. Oh, you can follow me for everything at Kelsey Dara. Okay, Kelsey me. Dara on everything. That's uh, K E L. Wow. S-E-Y-D-A-R-R-A-G-H so on good. everything. I'm, and she's so funny no, on Twitter. You're like my you, favorite person. Say, you, and I'm so, no. so proud of you for talking about this. This is all I talk about. Because I I've, I've finally have like opened the floodgates of like being expressive of how I really feel and, be, and not being ashamed. Because mm-hmm. for so many years, weren't you kind of like, I don't want people to not I'm hire weak. me because they think oh, I'm yeah. going to fuck up or whatever. Like I've had anxiety my whole life and I've done movies and done all kinds of things and you always think you're gonna like go crazy yeah and you don't and you don't and you don't and and, you know and i've i've done it you push through and so your anxiety is lying to you because Mm -hmm. i've done all these things my entire life while living with anxiety so and that's the thing you get scared especially in hollywood because you don't want people to be like oh she's a fucking yeah and then like you add that to the pressures of being a woman yeah being like in the patriarchy it's like yeah you we we're dealing with a fucking lot man a lot yeah Yeah. we deal with a lot and then all of our like hormones and our (sighs) moods and our this and our that and like just inherited and then you're dealing with like your family's trauma and you're like oh great you're like generational trauma it's like ghosts Deal with your own fucking shit. Yeah. Generational trauma is now a thing. And I'm like, Oh, I just no. learned about that. Irish like, alcoholic family. Like, fucking, you're on your own there, ghost. That it's, like, passed down. I'm like, <laughs> great. My grandma geez. was, like, nervous wrecks on both sides. I'm like, oh, fuck. thanks, guys. Yeah, you're Love like, you. oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. but no, we'll I'm figure it out. We're solving yeah. it. At least I'm we're being proactive. For sure. And you're going to you're gonna figure this out. <laughs> we're like, COVID high five. <laughs> Don't touch. You're going to, you're not. Thanks. You're not hopeless you're not broken you're like very good thank you you're this was like good. therapy for me i'm saying very safe just talking about it was created a safe space doesn't it feel better like 
it feels like I actually am fine traveling with someone else that I know also has an anxiety disorder because I'm like, oh, if I do freak out, they know what What I'm going and what I'm going through. Yeah. You can just imagine me there next time. Like, fuck your husband. Just imagine me and like what I would say. You like get a call from like a hospital in Mexico. They're like, hola, chica. This is uh, Jose calling you from Mexican hospital. She says, uh, Kelsey. And I'm just like. uh, Emergency contact. Put her fucking through on your emergency (laughs) contact. <laughs> have one deep conversation emergency that's really funny oh my god that's a good imagine? tiktok you Dead. should do it. you should do that because you're on tiktok i, I am i'm, loving I'm it. obsessed so mature i'm like 34 and i'm like i will be doing these till Bitch, i'm 50 age is just a number it is just a number by the way i'm totally gonna get my telomeres tested i'm gonna look that up don't unless you want to feel bad about yourself oh no i know i feel like as i sleep but literally 12 hours a night but you're stressed right now like this oh, would yes. not be helpful this would make you feel worse but I'm so like, don't never not stressed but, but like wait don't do it now i won't allow this no i share next week hey Listeners, well i'm 85 years you old you hear her you fucking dm me and you tell me and i'm gonna come over here and bap you on the forehead i love you mm-hmm. i love you so love much you. thanks so much guys for make sure to check kelsey out and i uh, you know ask any questions that you may have and we will get back to you and stay tuned for another episode of worst first next week Bye. Bye. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Hold your inner child's hand. Okay. Okay.